Welcome to the Dr. Bros, where we have an honest discussion around vet life in and out of the clinic. My name is Jeff. I'm your doc of the day and your guide through this episode. I am a third year resident in dermatology, a veterinarian living in Louisville, Kentucky. Hey, this is Chris. I'm a GP in North Carolina. Hey, everybody. This is Adam. I am a relief veterinarian in Louisville, Kentucky. All right. And shout out to Brandon, who cannot make it with us. He had an emergency. So as is the life of a veterinarian, he is off helping um, a patient who needed his help with internal medicine. So today we have a game to start out, which neither of you have seen the game. I affectionately have named my game, Name That Thing. So you will have <laughs> 20 seconds to answer each time I ask each of you a question. The goal is to name three things in the category that I give you, and then I move back and forth, back and forth. So very straightforward. And then whoever does the best wins, I'll give us like three minutes total or if we get to the end of my list, whichever is first, I get to ask whatever I want because it's my game. So it's my rules, and I get to decide if you're correct or not. But you'll do fine. It's going to be great. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's it's do like, it. Whose line? Whose line? Literally, it's whose line is it anyway? Where if the 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 questions are made up and the points do not matter. I. <laughs> I'm going to pull up my scoreboard. One for Adam, one for Chris. All right. And I'm going to get my timer. Can we get a timer on the clock? Bing! <laughs> Are y'all ready for this? Let's do it. <laughs> All right. Starting with Adam. Okay. Probably helps if I get my timer. Get my, the, yeah. l- let, me, let me get my timer now. All right. All right. Adam, name three animals. Go. Dog, cat, horse. Correct. Chris. Yes. <laughs> name three colors. Green, red, blue. Correct. Adam, name three songs by Beyonce. Oh, shit. Uh, <laughs> all the single ladies. Uh, Halo. Uh, oh, oh, God. You have ten seconds. Um. No oh, shit. Um, uh, it's the surfboard song. Chris. Name <laughs> <laughs> songs. No. Name three diseases <laughs> from. Name three diseases internal medicine specialists treat. Cushing's. Yes. Uh, Addison's. Uh, CKD. Correct. Adam. <laughs> Name three celebrities. <laughs> uh, ben Affleck, Beyonce, and Jay-Z. Correct. <laughs> Chris, name three surgeries performed on dogs. Oh, good for you. <laughs> Neuter, spay, uh, TPLO. Correct. Adam, name three veterinary specialties. Cardiology, ophthalmology, dermatology. Correct. Oh, good. And- oh, you you know what? Bonus points. I'm going to give you a bonus point for dermatology. He is going to yeah, be a yeah. bonus point. Adam, name three IV fluids. <laughs> Types of oh, IV fluids. Um, <laughs> sodium chloride. Yes. LRS. Um, 
Colloids. Oh, I think that is correct. Dextrose. Yeah, no. you. We'll we'll, okay. we'll we'll take we'll take the combined two from the last one. Yeah, one of those is right. Okay, both okay. of those are probably right. Chris, name three types of steroids. Uh, prednisone. Correct. Prednisolone. Uh, Debimedrol. We'll take it. We didn't like it, but we'll take it. Kenalog. Kenalog. <laughs> there's another one. There you go. Temeral P. That's fine. We, we, you you got fine. it. You got it. Okay, we're coming down to the wire here. Uh, Adam, name three dog breeds <laughs> that are common for getting allergies. Uh, <laughs> French Bulldog, English Bulldog. You have 10 seconds. American Bulldog. <laughs> wow. <laughs> We'll, we'll take it, but the judges are eyeballing you. You are on the hot seat. Chris, Chris, name three diseases more common in felines. Uh, hyperthyroid. Correct. Chronic kidney disease. Um, gosh. Uh, he does you have five seconds. <laughs> DCM? Adam. Name three causes of hypercalcemia. Uh, Malignancy. (laughs) Uh, Nutritional. Uh, Ten seconds. uh, uh, Hyperparathyroidism. That's a branding question. That is correct. Well. (laughs) Uh, Chris, name three values on a CBC chem. Uh, CBC, CBC, CBC Kim? A- and Kim. Jesus. Yeah, 15 seconds. Uh, Name three. Red blood cells, white blood cells, ALT, Alkfoss. <laughs> okay, that's you. four. All right. Adam, <laughs> name Stop. three dog vaccines. Uh, DHPP, DHLPP, and rabies. Correct. And Bordetella. I mean, okay. We'll take it. We'll take it. Um, okay. Chris, name three cat vaccines. Uh, F-E-R-C-P, F-E-L-V, rabies. Correct. Adam, name three causes of vomiting in pets. Uh, foreign body. Uh, pancreatitis. Uh, gastroenteritis. Correct. Last question for Chris, name three causes of diarrhea in pets. Pancreatitis, foreign bodies, gastroenteritis. Okay, Okay. you got anything else? Uh, I don't like this. I don't like this. We'll take it. The judges are eyeballing, but he did not say an incorrect answer. We let's let's get to the tally. On Adam, we got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven points total. Yeah. For Chris, we got. Did you count my bonus point? That is including your bonus point. For Chris, we got one, two, okay. three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. <laughs> oh, yeah. So we bonus are going to get it to Adam. Pushes me over the edge. We are going to give it a bonus point. A dang bonus point. Thanks for playing, everyone. Good, good job, Adam. <laughs> going back to the Beyonce question, what's the surfboard song I'm thinking of? Drunken Love. Ah! Drunken Love. <laughs> amateur hour we surfboard surfboard it came out our first year we literally played that in the car during our rides to school um sorry we didn't skip clinics to go to beyonce (laughs) i 
don't have any idea what you're talking about. Unlike the doc of the day. Uh, All of these are accusations I've never even heard of. But today, (laughs) the main point of today's episode, we have some fun things for y'all today regarding myths in veterinary medicine. So this includes some myths for careers, myths regarding general things in our workload, myths regarding some animals and having pets. And I just want to have an open conversation about some of these fun things. Some are easy, straightforward. Some are a little bit, um, hopefully a little bit more controversial, maybe a little nuanced conversation going on. So we'll try to put in the show notes some of the sources that I found for these. So Whatever information we have, a lot of this comes from our own experiences, things that we know, things that we've learned in vet school, things that we've learned out in practice, and then anything that's not from our specific knowledge was sourced for this episode, and we are happy to provide that information in the show notes. So I wanted to start off with, let's talk a little bit about our careers, myths about veterinary careers. So open conversation about it. But the first myth I had, and either of you can answer, veterinarians are not real doctors. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, I guess we, we do get that a lot. This is Chris. Um, we are. Um, I do think that we have to kind of diagnose. <laughs> um, myth busted. Yeah, myth, myth busted. busted. <laughs> uh, um, People, I think just people just, oh, they just take care of dogs and, and that's it and just fix them. But it's like, they're, I mean, they have a bunch of different disease process. We have specialists now. Um, it's not as, as far wide as, uh, the human world with MDs and specializing in, in everything and down to like super, super niche specialties. Um, which I think makes it harder for us because we kind of have to, at least as GPs, we have to kind of know a little bit about everything. Um, and not as much as I think probably back in the day, but now we're like, we can kind of refer things out more to, to, uh, to different specialties to kind of help us out more. Um, so we don't need to know as in detail of everything, but still there's plenty of times people like, Hey, I'm not going to a specialist, fix my dog. And we have to still figure it out. Um, but no, we still had to go to, the equivalent of med school. We went to vet school. Um, I guess the only like bigger difference is we don't have to have a specialty coming out. We can kind of go and do GP right off the bat, but no, I think we're real doctors. And this is Adam. I would obviously totally agree with that. Uh, A lot. It is, you know, the same degree. It is a doctorate degree. Uh, A lot of people, uh, not a lot, but some people I've talked to think of it as almost a gr- just like a graduate degree, like a master's. But no, it is an actual doctorate degree. Uh, and then one thing you touched on, Chris, with the specialties, a lot of people are shocked when I talk to them about that, that there are specialties in veterinary medicine as well. Even some clients, you know, I'll be like, oh, we heard this heart murmur on your dog. You, you may want to go consider going to see the cardiologist and they're like a a dog cardiologist what and i'm like yeah it's a it's a real thing um so you know even (laughs) even stuff like that people are still kind of shocked at uh which is kind of funny to me because you know again it's just kind of commonplace for us now but uh but yes we are actual doctors uh went through some grueling uh schooling uh to get that degree so yeah titles there for sure. And this is Jeff again. And obviously this was the easy one. I mean, we are 
four-year graduates. We all did four years of undergrad and then four years of veterinary school, the equivalent of med school, like Chris said. And we also treat more species than your doctor probably does in that humans are technically a type of animal if you want to get to the nitty-gritty of that. And, you know, your doctor, human doctors are treating one species and we are treating dogs, cats, horses, sheep, cows, you name it, exotics, big, large, small farm as a, as a profession. And so obviously we're very much real doctors. We prescribe medications. We have, many of us have DEA licenses if you're prescribing controlled things. Um, it's a, obviously a legitimate and serious career and we have the loans to prove it, which we'll get to later. Um, my, yes. <laughs> God. <laughs> My next myth um, was veterinarians choose vet med because they don't like people. I think some people think that and even some vets do think that coming into the field. But if you think that by the time you graduate, you're in the wrong field. It is a very heavy uh, people oriented field because you're having to talk to their clients, um, about what's going on with their pet. So, um, you need to have good communication skills. You need to have good people skills to be able to articulate what you want to talk about. Like you're not talking to the dog asking, Hey, what's wrong? Like he's just going to wag his tail and be like, I don't know. You tell me. Woof. Um, Woof. yeah, exactly. But where? So you, you need, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're not Dr. Doolittle, um, as much as we would love to be. It would make my life a hundred times easier to know what's hurting. So, um, no, you need to, it's not a, there's, you have to talk to people. Like that's just, that's a thing in veterinary medicine. I mean, you can probably get away with it with some parts of vet med where you don't need to talk to somebody, but overall, um, I think you, you need to have some good people skills. Absolutely. I agree. Uh, when you think about it, you're interacting, just like you said, with the clients and uh, trying to get a history and everything and everything that is going on with the pet. <clears throat> I mean, you, you learn things from physical exam, obviously, but in terms of getting a history, all that comes from a third party that's coming from the owner. So, you know, you got to have that communication with the owner to really know what's going on with your patient. And so you can't really get that directly from the source being the dog or cat. Like you said, they won't talk to us. So getting that from the owner is key. So you really do need those people skills uh, that again, like you said, some vets do get into this thinking, you know, I, I'm in it for the, the pets and, and I don't want to deal with people, but you know, that's kind of a rude awakening for them because you're going to be dealing with the people a lot more than you think. 1000% agree. And this is Jeff. And obviously this one is more of a reminder, hopefully for anyone who's listening out there that happens to be a vet student or somebody interested in vet med, or if you're a pet owner thinking about what we do, this is just a great reminder that we are constantly talking to people actually in fact if without people i would not have a job and obviously it takes people to bring the animals to me for a service that i am providing so on top of being a veterinarian everybody thinks of the classic clinical vet home hometown person who's a general practitioner who practices clinical regular clinical medicine who's already you know, the um a version of their own cardiologist in-house radiologists People are expecting you to be a pediatrician. People are, are expecting are expecting you to be a theurgenologist, the, the the dermatologist, the surgeon. They're expecting everything in one place, which is 
no longer super realistic. However, if you aren't able to refer, sometimes you are all of these things, and that requires you speaking to another human. I've I've heard vets also sometimes be called the human equivalent of a pediatrician because lots of kids can't talk or express themselves and tell exactly what they're trying to say hurts or what ails them. And then often we're talking to the parents that we call pet parents. So there's a lot of people interaction and we turn into a little bit of a um, unintentional psychologist, I think sometimes, or unintentional therapists where we're trying to get certain history out of people. And we're like, so what do you remember about this vomiting? When did it happen? You don't remember how often. And it, Again, it's just a heavy, heavy people career. And I think people don't really realize it's so much more than just the animals we treat. We have to know it all at times. Uh, and one other thing I wanted to add that we didn't mention was not only in dealing with the clients, but also communicating and interacting with staff. I mean, you think about your technicians and your receptionist and everybody else that works in the clinic. You need to have good people skills to interact with the people you're working with as, as well. So not only from the standpoint of interacting with clients, but also interacting with your staff. 100% agree. And then this next one up, the myth. You must have straight A's to get into vet school and get through vet school. And I will Apparently start I'm this not one. a vet then. <laughs> <laughs> it helps. <laughs> I will, I'll start this one. Again, this is Jeff and I'll say, I did not have straight A's in either of these categories, but you do hear people thinking about the overachieving aspect and the competitive aspect. And those things, I mean, it's important to try to have a, competitive GPA when you're trying to get into vet school. Once you're in vet school, it doesn't matter as much necessarily. Um, I do understand that anybody trying to specialize, it's always better if your GPA can be higher. But I'm going to tell you right now, um, my GPA was definitely not as high as it was in undergrad when I got into vet school. Um, I kind of, I made some B's, I made some C's, I made a few A's, but I was very much just doing my best, doing the thing, trying to survive, not focusing so much on my grades, but just trying to do my best. And you know what? Here, here I am in my specialty, literally graduating next month. In fact, depending on when this comes out, I may be done with my residency. So <laughs> you clearly do not have to make all A's and B and kill yourself in order to make it through. Yeah, that's absolutely true. Same goes for me. I mean, through undergrad, through vet school, A's, B's, the occasional C mixed in there. Um, you know, there, I feel like different vet schools will put different weight on grades versus experience. Um, but, you know, in the grand scheme of things, you don't need all or straight A's to get to where you want to be. And again, once you get into vet school, I mean, that obviously changes a little bit. Yeah, you're trying to get good grades, but you're more so getting those grades based on you actually trying to learn the material. I mean, you are an undergrad too, but you're trying to learn that material because you know you're going to apply it to your career. And then that kind of translates through the grades. And, you know, the grades still matter, but again, they're a little bit more of a back burner to you trying to learn and retain the information to use in your career. Hey, this is Chris. Um, yeah, I mean, I was an A uh, uh, 
overachiever either, I guess, through vet school. I mean, um, even in undergrad, I got the same occasional C. I think it was in history, so it really doesn't matter. Like, I'm not using that at all. And uh, I think the other one was uh, some uh, math class, and it didn't even, like, apply it to my transcript type of thing. It was one of those, like, you didn't need it. So, like, really, like, there's – you need to get good grades. I think it's, again, more like you guys are all saying, you need to do it for vet school to get into vet school. Higher GPA will help you out, but um, I didn't have the highest GPA. I think it also has to do with how you interview and your work experience. Um, That's that's another big factor for for vet school and then – or to get into vet school. And then in vet school, um, I mean, you're just trying to survive. I mean, did I like not getting A's or B's or get like a C on a test or something like no, I mean, I think that's all of us are pretty competitive in that aspect of trying to do better and be better. But like at some point it just happens and it's either you get a C and you pass or you're just killing yourself trying to get through that school. And I think it's just just surviving is just part of the deal there. I a thousand percent agree. And I guess the main point to bring home is you can be a normal person and get into vet school and get through vet school. Grades are good. Grades are important but they're not the end-all be-all for you to get into vet school and get through these difficult programs. Hey y'all, this is going to be the end of this episode, but please stay close to your news feeds. The next part of the episode is on the way. Thank you so, so much for listening to the Dr. Bros. If you enjoyed it, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or anywhere you listen to podcasts. We will love you forever. It would also help us out if you could share this episode with others who may be interested in today's topic. You can also tell us what you want to hear. You can drop suggestions in the comments or shoot us an email at thedrbros at gmail.com or DM us at thedrbros on Instagram. You can also reach me at dermdrjeff, D-E-R-M-D-O-G-T-O-R-J-E-F-F on Instagram and TikTok. Hey, this is Chris, and you can reach me uh, on Instagram at Dr. Chris Hernandez. That's Hernandez. And this is Adam. You can reach me on Instagram at Dr. Adam DVM. That's D-R-A-D-A-M-D-V-M. D-R-A-D-A-M-D-V-M.